The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut is blessed to bring you these Bible study programs called Shi'ar Jashub. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be concluding a sermon in my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on heavenly authority. The focus has been on prophecy and tongues in the assembly of the church, and Pastor has been teaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Pastor Greg has given the reasons for the gifts of the Spirit as 1. Helping the individual believers walk in the Lord. 2. Strengthening and building the church body. And 3. As a sign to unbelievers. It is point number 2 that he is dealing with here. At the end of the message, I will be giving you information about our new Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. But now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg. So the prophet brings forth edification, brings forth exhortation, and brings forth comfort to the people, which they need. In verse 4, he who speaks in a tongue edifies, builds up himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. What does that mean? Rather than just the individual spirit being built up, being brought closer to the Lord, now you have this gift of the Holy Spirit of prophecy and the whole church is being built up. It edifies the church, being brought closer to the Lord through the information that God has given through the prophet. And you can't belittle the first part that tongues builds up the individual. Remember, the first point we said that the gifts are given for the individual's walk in the Lord, even though others don't understand it. But he who prophesies edifies the church, gives clear information, instruction, direction, comfort from God by the mouth of the prophet in the language of the people, and the church is made strong. And again, notice we're speaking about the assembly of the believers. In verse 5, he says, I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. Does that mean that Paul doesn't want them to have the gift of tongues? He just says, I wish you all spoke with tongues. There's nothing wrong with the gift of tongues. It's, it's necessary. But even more, because he's talking about the assembly here, that you prophesied. In the church assembly, prophecy is more important than tongues. But even more that you prophesied, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. Over and over again, edification, built up, strengthened, right? Unless the one who speaks in tongues also interprets, and then that person is like a prophet, right? Because the tongue is interpreted, and you have the word of God spoken in the language of the church, and the church gets direction. The church gets encouragement, consolation, gets rebuked sometimes, gets edified, gets comforted gets urged on to do that which is right. 
when a person in the assembly has the gift of tongues, and you notice in back in chapter 12, verse 10, uh, the second part, another different kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues, it's equivalent to a prophecy. And here you see how Paul says one person can have both gifts. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he, the one who speaks in tongues, interprets. So a person can have the gift of speaking in tongues and interpreting, and in that sense they become as a prophet. It's the same as a prophet in the church, and the church receives edification. Verse 6, But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? For the above reason he gives, what shall I profit you? What good will I be to you? Again, the good of the church as opposed to the good of the individual. Unless I speak by revelation, apocalypsis, an uncovering, a disclosure, an appearing, a revealing, a manifestation, opening something up, uncovering the mystery. Right? When you speak in tongues, you're speaking mystery. When you have a revelation, you're uncovering the mystery. Let me read you a couple of scriptures. Romans chapter 16, verse 25. Paul writes, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preach of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began. Revelation reveals the mystery. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 1, uh, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed uh, you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already. Revelation, to know the mystery. And 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1, It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And he goes on from there. He received visions. He received revelation. The mystery uncovered. So you go back, he says, but now, brethren, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, by knowledge, gnosis? That could be knowledge that you learn from the Scripture. It could be the gift of knowledge, supernatural knowledge, like Jesus says to the woman at the well, go call your husband. Prophesying, right? We've been speaking about that. Prophetia. Or teaching. Teaching, doctrine teacher of the apostles. If he comes to the person and he's speaking in a tongue, how does that person learn anything? But if he comes prophesying or with revelation or with teaching or with knowledge, the person, the church, can be built up. And then he goes on to say um, in verse 7, even things without life, whether flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? Sound alone doesn't give knowledge, doesn't give recognition, doesn't give understanding, 
doesn't give precise direction. How can you know the tune that's being played, the tune that God is playing, unless distinction is made in the notes that are played on the instrument? Verse 8, For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? And that is the key verse, I believe, to this whole section. For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? And that's the key. Paul is speaking about a lack of direction if the church service is overwhelmed and preoccupied by sincere believers who love the Lord and are just speaking in tongues in the rapture of the Holy Spirit. Legitimate language, being edified in themselves, but how does the assembly get precise direction? And that's the context here. But you know, what he's saying here applies to something else also. If the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, and you can see it, right? If you have a church assembly that goes on for an hour and a half, and it's just speaking in tongues, no one ever learns the scriptures, right? The children never get taught the doctrine. There's never any direction through prophecy from, from the Lord God, right? We understand that. But think about it also in the sense that if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? How today, many times, the message of Christianity is so watered down and preachers are so afraid to offend or they want to be acceptable to the world or they want to keep the numbers of their congregations and the trumpet becomes watered down. The trumpet becomes like, ah, there's no clear sound, shout. It's uncertain. The preaching is uncertain and the people are unprepared for what? For battle. Because we're in a battle. Whether we like it or not, in this world, and we just heard testimony of the battle this morning around the communion table, whether we're, we could not be looking for it, and we find ourselves in a battle, right? And there needs to be a clear sounding of the trumpet for the people to get ready, to be of one mind in Christ, to know the truth of the gospel, the truth of the scriptures, to get clear direction from the Lord, to know what they need to do. The, the trumpet needs to sound a clear, crisp call. So all the muddying of preaching that's done in so many churches, where they, they, don't, they say a lot of stuff and a lot of nothing, does not prepare the Lord's believers for battle. And here in Corinth, if two words are not spoken that someone can understand, the people are not prepared for battle. In this section, Paul shows the necessity of a, a clear message of a clear God-given direction and unvague proclamation by God's servants for the health, the preparation, and the survival of the church body and of the assembly. And so he says in verse 9, so likewise you, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. You're speaking to God, but to the other people around you, you're speaking into the air. Unless you, you utter by the tongue words easy, easy to understand. And we'll stop there. There's a lot more information in chapter 14 that impacts on the prophet and the spirit of the prophet and the gift of tongues. And Lord willing, we'll continue this next time. Heavenly Father, we... Again, thank you for the clear direction of your scriptures.
And we know, Lord God, that you did not give such precise information for a period of only 10 or 20 years, but that this was meant for an act of a live church, even to this day, motivated by the love of Christ Jesus, walking in the power and gifts and manifestations of your Holy Spirit. And Father, we pray as always that you would restore that to your church and you would bring back the power of Pentecost and you would make your church alive and powerful in this world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. On the Shi'ar Jeshub website, you will find hundreds of Bible study radio programs, as well as articles and information about the church. The address is shiarjeshub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. And we added on the website a link to our new YouTube channel. Pastor Greg Scalzo and Associate Pastor Francis David Scalzo live stream the Sunday morning message on YouTube at 10.30. The programs are then placed up on the channel to be accessed 24-7. The current ongoing teaching series is on eschatology and last day events, which we also intersperse with topical messages. I also join Pastor Greg after the message as he celebrates the Lord's Supper, and we encourage those Christians watching to participate with us. You can find the channel by searching on YouTube for Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, or you can use the link at shiarjashub.org.